The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. We're also brought to you by the Golf Gambling Podcast TaylorMade Stealth 2 Driver Giveaway. Head over to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash driver to enter today before the big drawing on April the 8th. We're also brought to you by Baseball Money is Fake our fantasy baseball podcast. Join Blake and Ryan three times a week and get all the player breakdowns and statistical data you need to dominate. Driver, start your Wrap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Just because all three series are not in session this week does not mean there are not racing things to talk about. It is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. but there is a face below that you may not have seen before because this is none other than Phil Eastman. He is the host of the first ever gambling podcast on NASCAR Full Tank with Phil if you are not already, which, listen, let's be honest, if you're listening to this show, you probably already are, but if you're not, I highly encourage you go listen to the show. Phil sometimes does this thing by himself, and as somebody who's hosted a show by himself before, not an easy task, but Phil, man, welcome to the show, buddy. So excited to have you to talk some NASCAR uh, on this, I guess, down day for the, the series, but still good to see your face. Uh, I am so pumped uh, to be on here with you guys and been chatting with you guys for a lot of the year on Twitter and whatnot. And definitely, you know, want to have a little home and home, get you guys on my pod at some point this year. And um, when I saw the message, I was like, God damn, I got to come running because um, <laughs> this seems like it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, had a chance to listen to the the Cup Series pod that you guys put out and we are on a lot of things uh, the same. So I always like to, you know, get my stuff out there before I listen to any other content. And then I just kind of cross my fingers that like you guys and some of the other uh, creators out there on the same stuff as me. And when I'm not, you know, it's like, okay, we'll, we'll see what happens. But this week, boys, I was feeling pretty good listening to the pod. So um, we'll, we'll see where it takes us though. When you, when you brought up uh, Daniel Suarez on your pod, I was like, oh, thank God. I'm not the only one. I'm Cody. not completely crazy. Somebody I trust and believe in can uh, believes in him as well, so made me feel much better. But, yeah, I was listening today to your, your show. I tried to, as well, get our picks out of the way before I listen to other people and be influenced too much. And, yeah, you open the show. This won't be a very long podcast. He's talking <laughs> by himself. An hour and a half later, he's, he's getting um, to the end of it, which is fine. I loved it every minute, but I was like, Man, doing that all by yourself, that's uh that takes some special talent for sure. 
when, when I first started off, it was like kind of 45 minutes was like my max. And I don't know if I'm just getting like older and just like more like senile or whatever, but I, I just found myself like, I usually get to the outrights in like the first 15 minutes. It was like 30 minutes in the other night. And I was like, what is going on? Here? Like, what's happening? I just got back from a hockey game. I was like recording late. I was like, I think I'm just like losing it here. So yeah, I tried to keep it short and I couldn't do it, but yeah, uh, you know, Bristol dirt. I guess that's going to do that to people. I guess I, I didn't expect it to happen to me, but here we are. Hey, my hour long commute to work was not disappointed at all. That was perfect. It was like, <laughs> I had Phil when I left, I had Phil when I got to where I was going, I was good, man. I was like, keep going. Don't stop. Well, I appreciate the support, guys. I really do. It means a lot. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, like we said, Xfinity Series not in session. Uh, uh, like my kids listened to me on the way to to wherever we were going today. I think it was a swim meet that they were going to a friend's house, and we were listening. It came up on our on our phone, and uh, they heard me say that the Xfinity cars were too prissy, and they laughed about that because you know <laughs> uh, they were like, "Dad, what are you saying?" Half the time they're embarrassed when they listen to me, but that's all right. But um, yeah, my my daughter, my podcast, like we get in the car and turn it on, and the po podcast starts playing, and she's like, "Dad, do we have to listen to your podcast?" <laughs> I'm like, "Jeez, kid, jeez, just give me a sec to put some music on." Please. Thanks for right. the love, Jesus H. But um, but no, we we're gonna have a lot of fun in this episode. I guarantee you this. Like I said, Phil's in the house, a mastermind at NASCAR gambling. I, I'm telling you right now. I love it because he was the OG, started listening to him, obviously, before we started this, and uh, and he blazed the way. We're not for Phil. We probably wouldn't be here right now in this space, so um, definitely some fun to have. But also, uh, we're going to talk some strategy. We've got some, some Discord questions that folks are chiming in with earlier, and then... We're going to have a lot of fun. I've, I've got a surprise. I popped a surprise on these guys earlier today. I'm going to leave it as a surprise for you guys in a couple of, of stages, but I think you're going to love what we've got cooking up for stage three, and and I'm going to give you guys a chance to play along with us as well. So we got all that brewing, uh, but before we do any of that, Cody, you said it earlier. There's news, <laughs> and there is a lot of it. So we'll, we'll round robin this because I want to hear Phil's take on on some of this stuff. He looks like a man that's got a couple of takes on what we what we've seen happen today. But um the biggest elephant in the room, Cody, what is it? Well uh Oprah has joined NASCAR and you get a penalty, you get a penalty, <laughs> you get a penalty, and you get a penalty. Look apparently. under your seats, everybody. <laughs> everybody gets a penalty. So first of all, Denny Hamlin, uh his appeal was heard today and it was upheld. I just got done. Luckily, it came out right before we started this. I just finished listening to it right before we jumped on to record here. Definitely go listen to that. He did like a 30-minute on his Actions Detrimental feed with uh, Dirty Mo, and just basically laid out his case. And I mean, he read the actual like opening statement that he gave, and they brought SMT data, and they brought, uh, I think he said 35 examples of other wrecks that were intentional that were not punished where drivers admitted afterwards that they did it on purpose, uh, blah, 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 all that stuff. So, um, and he said that, uh, NASCAR promotes this every week as a budding rivalry and yet they're going to penalize him for it, which I thought was a great, he won me over. I would have overturned the, uh, the thing. And he said they felt really good about it and then came back in and the appeals officers, you know, basically said, well, we find you guilty and, and everything stays. So that's kind of the first part of all of this was was that was upheld. I don't know if you 
we should probably comment on these things one at a time because there's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll be gone for a half hour before that. Um, no, Phil. So obviously, you had mentioned Denny's uh, podcast too on your on your recent show. Um, just quick takeaways from this. I mean, he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't meaning to wreck JJ Yaley for thirtieth place, and and even if he was. Kind of who gives? Well, and this was the this was the Ross. Oh, this was the Ross Chastain one. That's right. Well, at Phoenix, yeah. But in which he said too, as part of that, as part of the SMT data, he never turned his steering wheel right towards Ross. He braked immediately once they made contact, and his argument basically was that he didn't wreck Ross, but they were wrecking, and he didn't make he made the choice to not make it easier. On Ross, like he made the choice to make Ross have to make the decision how bad it was going to be. Basically, is is that was his argument on it, and then the fact that it was a day and a half later after he said something on the podcast, uh, you know, they didn't do anything in the time, and so at that point, was he still breaking these rules that they supposedly said he was breaking when it didn't come up until he said something later on? Yeah, Phil, what what I mean, what do you even take away? I think, and we're going to get to this, I think there's an overarching point that I have thinking about this stuff um, as we get to the, the subsequent news as well, but it's just like kind of disappointing in, in NASCAR, you know what I mean? Like I always think of things from someone, like they always preach about how we need to get like new fans, right? And I'm always like sensitive to that because I have, I live in an area where like basically none of my friends follow NASCAR and I'm always trying to like, you know, push that obviously. And this is something that would definitely like, they'd be so their heads would turn like spin around. Like what's happening here? I don't understand this. It, it, the Denny Hamlin situation. I originally was using the analogy of like, you know, a a late hit or a, a safety coming over across the middle, taking the wide receivers head off, no flag on the play. And then later in the week, they find them. Um, I actually don't think that's actually applicable applicable anymore because it, it's even worse than this. More egregious for NASCAR to be penalizing him here because it happened outside of the track. And I heard Denny's podcast the, the week it happened, and I was totally sold on his point of view on this. And I I can't imagine that there are like other drivers have to be on Denny's side in this case. And they have uh, because been. there's, there's yeah. been drivers saying that they thought it was just a racing incident. Exactly. Like the racing incident is one thing, but to then like he walked away from the track, you know, everything was done. He goes on a podcast, which you mentioned like how they're promoting this rivalry, whatever mm-hmm. this podcast is promoting the sport. Right. And you're going to be sponsoring a truck someone. series, a truck coming up in a, at a race. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, it, it's just craziness that the people that are in charge of NASCAR to, to do this, um, and then to have it upheld, like I, I was blown away. Like it's one thing to, to, to you know, put it out there, right. but for the panel to hear that argument, which sounded like bulletproof, and to have it uh, sustained, like that's very crazy to me. Um, and I'm disappointed, like for for you know that to be the reality for drivers to get in trouble outside. Like one of the things about NASCAR that's so cool is that we have so much access to the drivers. They're so you know, open these days with Twitter and, and now podcasts, people popping up left and right. Give me less of that because no one's going to want to talk to anyone. Right. So it's a well, shame. Now, yeah, that was a big part of his point too was, how I mean, other drivers aren't going to want to come talk now because 
you say something and you're getting fined, you're losing championship points. Like that could make a huge difference in his chance at a, at a championship, which he doesn't have yet. Wherever he finishes in the regular season standings, he misses out on playoff points because of the 25 points. I mean, that, that it adds up over time. And yeah, that was part of his point. Uh, he said that he fell And the other thing too, they both finished on the lead lap. Neither car was really that damaged. Like they were fine to continue driving. Uh, and, um, gosh, I don't remember what else I was going to say, but, uh, basically his, his points were, you know, th- it was just a racing incident and uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know it, it, this and the way NASCAR built up the rivalry. Um, yeah. And the policing themselves, right. NASCAR has said in the past, you should police yourselves. This has been going on for a while. Denny Hamlin felt like he was policing it. Not so much. But this is this is where I feel like I I mean I agree with both of you guys in, in the fact that they're building this stuff up and I mean look if you watch NASCAR marketing right what do you see more you see the wrecks you see the incidences you see the punching the you punches. see the physical out <laughs> yeah the physicality yep. of these guys like you see the the passion and the drive you start taking that away. Well, you don't have any any bites anymore. You don't have any clips or any sound bites of, of to get anybody into the mood to watch a NASCAR race, right? So, if you're going to say, you know, nothing happens on the track after you watch this happen, right? But but you know what this does is it gives me stuff to talk about in NASCAR Race Day, in NASCAR Live, on MRN. Like I have all of this stuff to talk about now, but then. Denny goes and talks about it, and they're like, oh, he admitted he was at fault. We must go do something. That's too late for that. That's way too late for that. Like, the statute of limitations for a wreck like that needs to be right then and there. Well, and that's, yeah, that was, again, was another part of his, again, you should go listen to it because he lays out the whole thing, but that was part of his thing was races was officiated, it was over, it was scored, and that was it. It was done. There was no nothing about this until something was said. A whole day later so yeah i think disappointing was a word you used phil i think that sums it up very well as far as this penalty even being issued but especially it being upheld yeah i mean if they had called them both to the hauler or at least denny to the hauler like after the race like that's one thing right then right. there's like smoke you know maybe there's fire or whatever but yeah. that's that's the point that really just really grinds my gears is like it was done with and he was just being honest like i'm gonna take him with me is what he said and yep. i think that's what triggered everything it, it's not good. It's not healthy for the sport that you're trying to promote that, you know, people are trying to claim right now is all doomsday scenarios with the ratings and everything. This doesn't help. Yep. So just take the wheel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, exactly. And listen, and they're done. I mean, by all intents and purposes, they're done. Right. I mean, this, this is not even a thing on the track anymore. There's no, yeah. no one's, no one's looking out for, for Denny now. and Ross because, well, <laughs> Until until Ross Chastain brings on the apocalypse, at which point then it's all over. But I don't know if you've seen all the memes this week, Rod. But Ross is causing a lot of. Oh, I've seen them all. I've I've seen them all. Believe me, I know he's he's responsible for every major incident that's going to happen between now and the end of time. But um, but but as far as Danny and Ross is concerned, I think we're done, right? I mean, I think that's it for now until something else sparks up. But can kind of put that to bed. Fortunately, it's a pretty costly mistake and a pretty. Uh, well, I wouldn't even say mistake, a, a pretty costly ending, but it's an ending nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate. And uh, at the end of the day, he did make it to the father daughter dance. He tweeted out a picture of him and his daughters at the dance. So Thank that is, God. of course, everybody that listened to his show on Monday 
we were all hoping for that part at least. That's the so, important part. Uh, NASCAR, despite being you know accused of having a Hendrick as their favorites, they did uh, they so they randomly, <laughs> randomly, quote unquote, if you're watching on YouTube, will take a couple of cars sometimes after races to the R and D center and tear them down completely, go through all kinds of things. After Richmond, the 24 and the 48 were randomly selected to do that, uh, and. They have assessed some L1 penalties for modification of the greenhouse, which is uh, described as the center section of the car. And here's the <laughs> rule that they violated per Bob Pachris. The greenhouse, uh, so basically, the greenhouse may be modified to accommodate a windshield wiper motor where required. These modifications will be permitted for all racetracks. The greenhouse modifications must conform to the following drawing. And then there's a drawing for. So basically, I guess something to do with whatever they modified to put the windshield wiper motor in there, I, I guess, is what happened here. So I'm not exactly for sure, but they were uh, the both the 24 and 48 were get, uh, docked 60 driver points, 60 owner points, and both crew chiefs are suspended for two weeks. But the suspensions will not start until next week because it was so late in the week. Generally, NASCAR is the penalties on Wednesday. This was already Thursday evening, so plans have already been made to go to the tracks and whatnot blah 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 well these are the backup crew chiefs by the way so now the backup crew chiefs are suspended so they're next week they'll have to be on the third string crew chiefs and then i think the following week the number one crew chiefs will be back so yeah but uh i i don't know if the, at this point is this just a witch hunt on on hendrick or, or are we really trying to crack down this hard or i mean hendrick obviously they've been good and and they've got a history of of uh I don't remember how Dale Jr. words it. Pushing, but, uh, pushing the limits. Yes, pushing the limits, right? If you're not cheating, you're not trying. Dale Jr. famously says, you know, he doesn't ever want to be in a car that's 100% legal because you're not going to do anything in it. And uh, innovation, that's the word he always uses. So Hendrick is very good at innovation. They've been innovating with this new car. And obviously, some things they've tried have worked out because they've been pretty damn fast to open up this season. But more, uh, more penalties for the Hendrick camp. Phil, what you yeah. got? This this is, I, I have to break this down in like two different like sectors, like two different columns here. Because my first thought is, if you're Hendrick, like I'm not smart enough and knowledgeable enough to know that much about the car to know exactly what you know Bob Pockers is tweeting out about the the greenhouse area and the modifications that they've made. But all I'm thinking is, like all the drama aside, if they just got away with the previous infractions and they are actually messing around with the car again, where the smoke cleared and every talking head out there was just saying, all they're trying to do is make it so that these teams do not mess with the cars in this way. And they went out and did it again. Like that's crazy talk. Like that's just wild. I, I can't imagine. And it pisses me off as someone who has a, a championship future on Byron. Um, so like that hurts different people in different ways. You know, if you're a fan of Hendrick, um, you're obviously going to be like up in arms. Um, but, you know, so it's not just the, the championship future. That doesn't really mean that much to me. It's just, you know, why would they be doing that again? Right. That's, that's one thing. And then the other thing is the drama behind it. Are they picking on Hendrick because they right. felt, you know, scorned uh, from the panel. And if that's true, 
right? It just that's I think even more crazy that's than worse. Hendrick messing yeah. with the car again because <laughs> then that's NASCAR like abuse of power 101. And so it kind of feels like like you don't know what to believe. It's just like this is this is you know United States of America right now. You never know what to trust. <laughs> it's, um, yeah. So it's like crazy. Look, I don't know where to to really go with that other than just saying like again if you're a new follower of nascar you're sitting here going they're allowed to do that like they're allowed to just like pick on these guys it's crazy well the soap opera that is nascar is continuing to get that way i mean i know that everybody loves a good reality show i know that everybody loves to see who's going to get the rose at the end of the night and i i feel like at some points this is what it's turning into because all of this stuff is just it's it it's clicks right it's it's uh, watches it's views it's all this stuff that you create and and somebody somewhere is sitting there going to themselves now if we pick hendrick this week we know that our views are going to go through the roof because everybody's going to be wanting to talk about this and everybody's going to be wanting you know so it's like a it's like a self-eating snake. It just kind of keeps going around where, you know, they keep putting it out and we keep talking about it and they keep getting more about it. And I mean, this it's, is kind of the meme at. of the guy with the the board with all the post-its on it and like strings everywhere. And he's just like, <laughs> his hair's all messed up and he's like, yeah. what are we going to do next to keep everything turning? And as the league turns, right, or as NASCAR turns, it's just crazy. So, yeah. So those penalties were assessed, and then they're not done handing out penalties. Oh, my God. Uh, KB, KBM trucks and their affiliate team trucks. Uh, so the, the drivers, Wood, Purdy, and uh, Sanchez, were all docked 10 points for engine oil reservoir tank violations. I think that's a fairly minor thing. 10 points is 10 points, whatever. I don't really know exactly what happened there, but it's just the fact that they're still doling out more penalties. So... Uh, and then, after all of this, <laughs> NASCAR has now amended the rule book. Of We're going to change how things are done. And this will not, these will not affect that these other uh, violations that were just given out. So this 2448 deal is not affected by this rule because this rule was amended after those penalties were given out. So uh, from now on, NASCAR reserves the right to publish the or the decision of the panel, including the panel members' names, and their reasoning for modifying or rescinding the penalties, which 100% needed to be done. Obviously, we need an explanation from the panel. Why did you, you know, reduce Hendricks so much? And then we need an explanation from the other panel. Why did you only reduce colleagues so much? And to this point, it wasn't required for them to release, you know, why they did it. And so... Going forward after these, I would just, you know, if the 24 and 48 appeal theirs, which why wouldn't you at this point, right? You won the last one. So maybe, maybe try your luck one more time. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Ride but that so hot it won't, streak. yeah, it won't, won't count for them. But going forward, uh, it will go forward. And then, um, let's see, NASCAR is going to start, uh, displaying the confiscated parts at the track. So Dale Jr. <laughs> talked about this on the, the Dale Jr. download this week where basically NASCAR used to confiscate parts, put it in the hauler on a table, and you could walk in and see what how the other team was cheating, basically. And so that's NASCAR is going to do that going forward. Um, and then they also amended the rule as well. They can no longer uh, wipe away a portion of the penalty 
They can only modify it within the range level of the penalty that occurred. So to the Hendrick uh, appeal where they took, they reinstated all of the points but kept the fines, it won't be that again. And, and like some somebody had commented, if you saw Jordan Bianchi did an article you know, anonymously talking to some team members, crew chiefs, whatever, and somebody compared it to being how can you be half pregnant, right? Hendrick was only half pregnant. Either they did it or they didn't do it. Why did they only get half the punishment, basically? And so this will – now they can still reduce or modify it within the range penalty. So like we talked about with colleague, they were fined 100 points, and it could go down to 75 or could go up to 120 on appeal. So they would have to keep it in that range rather than just getting rid of one and keeping the other. Um, so I guess all of this has at least brought forward all the massive mistakes in the, the appeals process. And so they're trying to fix some of that by amending these rules. I am so glad all I do is sit here and talk about this nonsense because I could not even for one second imagine actually being a person to make a decision like this because there's too much at stake, man. Like God bless you guys that do this because I die for one could not. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a thankless job. And and now, how about a, a thankless job being on these panels? They're putting your name out there. You're oh, yeah. rushed on Twitter. <laughs> like, uh, and and who knows? Like, I don't know if they repeat people or not. I guess we're going to find that out over the next, you know, few yeah. years. But um, that's a little, you know, tiny update that's going to end up going pretty big, I'm sure. That, <laughs> Score that might backfire. Cards. Scorecards. They're going to keep, yeah. keep scorecards on these guys. Like like, like Supreme Court justices. On, okay, what decision did you make in the Hendricks case this time? Now let's see what you did in the colleague this time. It's going to be on your ballot next time so you can <laughs> vote out the judge that uh, didn't give the correct penalty to your favorite driver. <laughs> Na- NASCAR Reddit is going to be all over this. Like, Bob Jones is on the panel for Hendrick and his uh, wife's oh, yeah. son was wearing a Chase Elliott t-shirt to school two years ago. This ain't right. Oh, my God. Like, it's oh that's 100% wild. what's going to be happening. Yep, Reddit. that's very accurate. Reddit. Um, all right. So I think that covers, <laughs> at least, they released the all-star format and all that fun stuff, too. We'll talk about that next week, Rod, because <laughs> that's a whole other story for another day. We've <laughs> got plenty of that to cover. Um, all right, listen, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to talk some dirt race betting strategies because we want to pick Phil's brain. The man's been at this for a good long time. He's been podcasting about it for even longer, and we want to know how he approached Bristol, how you can approach Bristol dirt, and then uh, we'll talk some, well, I'll tell you that after the break. We'll, we'll, we'll settle that one after the break. Tell you what else is coming up. But we'll do that after we tell you about Underdog Fantasy because we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is a great place to get down on fantasy and player props all year long. Underdog Fantasy is your favorite NBA, NHL, and MLB daily games. Plus, they're already doing best ball drafts for the 2023 NFL season. I don't know what NFL is, but I'm sure it's pretty big. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. It's uh, it's April. No other no other entity exists but NASCAR right now. So we're uh, <laughs> we're just going on that route. But um, all right. So look. I don't even know the whirlwind of, of NASCAR has is, is taken its toll. I'm pretty sure that once the drivers get strapped into their cars or and or trucks this weekend, all of that goes out the window and we get down to racing. So I think 
it's time for us to get down and get into racing. Talking about Bristol dirt, trucks on the dirt, NASCAR Cup Series cars on the dirt. Phil, we've discussed uh, at, at length, obviously, our strategy uh, on, on betting on dirt. We've both listened to your strategy, but uh, for the listeners that haven't crossed the two together, what were you looking at initially uh, now that we're two years into this dirt race? First of all, I want to ask you, we're two years into this. Is this something that should stay on the schedule for an infinite amount of years, or should we kind of jostle this around? What's your take now that we're in year three? Well, I got to give you guys credit because when I was listening to you guys get into this, like to start, um, I think it was Cody kind of like held back a little bit, uh, maybe to, to go on a rant and I was unable to do that. Um, so, you know, I, well, I enjoyed you your rant. So <laughs> props to you for going there. <laughs> so to answer your question, I mean, I will be a little bit peeved if they once again announce that they're coming back next year in stage three, like that annoyed me last year. Um, you didn't even get a chance to breathe and you know, we're, we're coming back. Um, I think it's probably a majority opinion to think like, I don't mind them running on dirt. I loved when it was a Eldora truck race, single thing, like by itself, give the truck something really cool like that. I loved that race. Um, but now here we are. I just wish they would find a venue that is a dirt venue that they could do this on for real. And you give us both Bristol races back and you do it. You, you throw a bone to a, a real dirt, track somewhere that would actually probably get the dirt fans more into it because that was one of the reasons why they um did this in the first place kyle larson was buzzing all around and they were like hey how can we capitalize on this uh you know two plus two equals four so i don't think that you know they're going to do that in the short term but in the long term that's where i hope they go um now i will say you know i wasn't thrilled to see this come up on the schedule just like i, I wasn't you know, two jazz to start going through the the stats and everything like that to pick winners because it's really hard to do. And um, looking back at the race, though, I was pretty like because I, I loved that Eldora race, right? I just love the the seeing the cars slide all around and the the heat races and everything that goes into it. The fact that it's at night now is really cool. So um, I can have fun with it as a fan. Um, so that's my take is like long term. I wish that they would just find a, a real dirt venue to do it at. And I think we'd be in good shape. Um, and I don't think, you know, I think you guys would tend to agree. And I don't think I'm, you know, alone on Twitter, like saying that if, if anybody were to say that you're not going to get uh, torn apart. So um, maybe they'd listen in the, yeah. you know, longer term. Yeah, I totally agree with you. That's the same thing. I, I want to keep a dirt race. I've enjoyed it. I think it's fun. It's, it's different. Changes things up, different challenge. It's fun from a fan aspect. The betting aspect is tougher, right? So so take it a little bit easier this week, maybe treat it more like a super speedway. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I, I think that we need to get it on an actual dirt track. Again, get the get the fans of that dirt track. Uh, you know, you're bringing it to a different market, something. I, I know that facilities are probably going to be the main issue with that because it takes a lot to put on a NASCAR race, but it can be done. I mean, we've seen the truck series go to Eldora. We've seen them go to Knoxville. Uh, that's a great place. I went to that race two years ago. That was one of the most fun races I'd ever been at in person. And so, yeah, I would love to see it on an actual, just already there dirt track. And Bristol's a great track. We don't, we, it's not Texas where we need to fix the track or the racing that's going on. Like 
you're already getting good racing on Bristol. So just leave Bristol how it is and go somewhere that's already established. And think of the cost perspective of going to a place that's already got the dirt. You don't have to import Egyptian dirt into Bristol, you know, the thread count, get it just right and everything. So, yeah, I would assume that it would probably be a more cost. Obviously, upgrading the infrastructure to get there to a NASCAR level probably is more. Phil, what, what would you say to a, uh, to a dirt super speedway race? <laughs> yeah, well, that was Rod's great idea the other day. <laughs> I guess we kind of saw a little bit of what that might look like last summer, right? With the rain hitting and the guys yeah. sliding all around. So yeah. uh, maybe a couple million dollar parlays in the future. I don't know if they did that, but um, the 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 thing, you know, if we were pretending that there was a rep from NASCAR here and he was kind of making that point about the facilities, my rebuttal to that would be: you guys have kind of like overcome that a little bit. Like they're going back to North Wilkesbury. Like yeah. that place was a, a ghost town, right? It was like in abandoned porn on Reddit, yeah. like, you know, just a few years ago. And now they're going to host a all-star race. Um, so Cody, like you were at Knoxville, like, is there anything preventing them from hosting the cup series? Like facility? I, I don't think so. I mean, they hosted the truck series. It's not, Yeah, I don't think it's that much of a leap to go from the truck series to the cup series. Like it, uh, I don't yeah. think they would need to do that much more. And I mean, look at all the money we're investing making brisk dirt. So you could take that money. Now, I know that Marcus Smith maybe is putting up a lot of that money. And so we have to work out those details. But look at the Coliseum. Like, that's a hell of an investment. They're building that every year. So I think they could invest that in. And maybe you do pick a track then wherever it is. You go to an Eldora. Tony Stewart owns the place. I mean, you could probably make out some type of deal with him. Wherever you're going to go, sign a three, four-year deal. Make some upgrades for him to be able to host it for multiple years before you reassess and maybe move somewhere else. Like it's not like it's some big ridiculous ask for them to, to be able to go somewhere that's on dirt. But yeah, I think, and there's, I mean, there are some big dirt facilities across the, the country. I've not been to all of them, but they hold massive dirt late model and sprint events where they're just packed with thousands of, of dirt fans. It's, I don't think it's a ridiculous ask to get a cup series race uh, onto some of them. And yeah, it's not going to be, the same as it is if you go to Daytona like it you know but it's for one weekend a year and it is what it is right let's face it NASCAR is not waiting for its tax return to be able to pay off four months worth of bills it, it literally can make this happen if it wants to at a snap of a finger I'm just I'm just putting that out there NASCAR yeah that's that's kind of what I was getting at right like I'm sick of the boogeyman excuse like mm -hmm. you know they, they've they've proven that like right. inadvertently, they've proven that is no longer a defense. Well, and stuff look, like Chicago this. Street Course too. I mean, that's exactly. not fucking nowhere close to cheap for them to do all that. Like, yeah, they they can more than afford it. No, yeah, they they have. So, so um, if if they go back for long term, I would be shocked. Yeah, I, I think yeah. so too. I think this is probably another couple of years, and then we just figure out what else uh, fits this mold and and can move it to there. Um, all right. Well, I will say too, one, just one more quick thing to your point of they announced during the race that they were going back there they announced at texas last season during the all-star race that you could buy tickets for next season and it's at north wilkesboro so that doesn't always mean <laughs> point Good a lot point. of times they will just announce that because they want to go ahead and get a jump on it and then things don't necessarily work out if there's not already a contract in place because they did announce during the texas all-star race get your tickets for next year's all-star race at texas and now we're going to north wilkesboro so 
Psych. Good stuff. Um, all right. So, anyways, so Phil, people, like I said, they know if they listen to this show, they know what Cody and I were doing to approach this. Uh, obviously, we know from listening that you you weren't necessarily all that thrilled to to handicap this race. But what what was it that you did to get ready to to get your picks in for this race? Um, how did you approach it? Because I feel like our listeners can also uh, gain some knowledge from how you approached it. But please. By, by all means, go back and listen to the whole show. You will not be disappointed. But, Phil, what did you do to approach the, the Bristol Dirt this year? The the starting point for me was the fact that I was coming in low. Coming out of Richmond was um, a, a low point. It was a rough week. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, you know, had a good. I've had a good season so far. I, I think a lot of the NASCAR gamblers out there have had a pretty good season, it seems like. Um, but last week for whatever reason, just didn't fall my way. So my first thought was, Hey, I can't compound these issues right by going like hot and heavy into the dirt race early in the week. Um, now last week at Richmond, I tried to take an approach like, all right, I'm going to spend some money on some of these longer shots and then I'll, I'll dive in, um, after practice and qualifying. And obviously that went out the window with rain and everything. Um, so this week I'm even, you know, taking a step further back, uh, calling out, looking at, you know, different things that I'll touch on in a second, but guys who I definitely like, and after I see kind of where the odds are, if I don't, if I really don't think I'm going to get them, uh, on Saturday or, or Sunday at the odds are they are, you're trying to play the stock market game, um, with the odds. And if I really feel like these are going to go down, then I'll, I'll pull the trigger on something small. But again, trying not to just like lose myself in getting caught up in these stats because you can fall in love with these drivers based on the, the stats that you pull here. Um, so longer odds was what I was looking at as far as like playing something, but then also zeroing in on guys who are towards the top of the board that I'm, I'm interested in uh, playing in various ways. And the name of the game as far as like looking at the – data because we don't have a lot of data you guys called that on in your show and i did the same mine two races and it's not worth like trying to go back in history two years ago i was digging into like the fact that like austin dylan finished like fifth in heat three in some (laughs) like crazy dirt race in the off season and i had all this for a lot of drivers like everybody's dirt racing like in that off season um (laughs) And what I realized after last year, they all wreck each other. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, this is pointless. Like the guy, you know, it's Bristol. It's still Bristol at heart and it's not worth, you know, digging that deep. So consistency is my first like core, you know, feeling here. The guys who in two races, both have had, you know, both these races have had their chaotic situations with rain and dust and just like you know single file restarts and you know the nighttime race everything who has been as consistent as possible and trying to you know put that check next to different guys and if there are uh guys who didn't get the finishes that were consistent did they have consistent races or you know what about their you know loop data is telling me like okay they they did have a strong race but um maybe they didn't get a good finish so that was my starting point try not to go crazy looking for more of the longer odds and then zeroing in on some of the top dogs um who i want to look for you know later this week yeah i so it's funny because you we both didn't have good 
good weeks in Richmond, obviously. We could pretty much leave that one in the rearview mirror, much like all the other drivers uh, on the track that kind of leave them with the same sour taste in their mouth. Um, but And, and really, I, I'm glad that you have pretty much backed our points, and not just because, you know, obviously you listened and you wanted to, but that's just the way we all see it, right? We only have two, the only comparable tracks, and anybody that really tells you that you can compare all these other kind of tracks. It's funny when you when you started out on your show too, talking about I went back at all of these past races in the dirt. That's that's like my approach to these things, right? Like I'm trying to gain all of this knowledge. To which point I, I finally said this season because last year was kind of the same thing. I was like, oh, how do they do here? How do they do there? And then when it happened, I was like, well, hell, that didn't work at all, right? <laughs> I was like. Hmm. None of that mattered, so I'm just going to go ahead and go to what happened in Bristol Dirt because that's the only other comparable place that you can even start from. So anytime we give you any of this stuff, if, if somebody's grabbing all of these stats, God bless them for going back and doing that again because just like you, Phil, I was burned by that first year of trying to do all that stuff. I'm good. Like I'll, 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 If I go down with the ship, I'm okay with it because the two years at Bristol is about all you can do at this point to compare what they're going to do this year. Plus Cody and I talked a lot about it too. Momentum is huge right now. I don't know what it is about this season in particular. Last season we had like 5 million different winners to start the season, right? It was like everybody had it. Everybody wanted a different. It just feels like this year momentum's riding a lot more in finishing positions and, and what these guys are doing, but I'm sorry, that's not a quantifiable, uh, that's not a quantifiable way to do this. I, I can't ride momentum anymore. I'm sorry, but it is. It's 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 true, and it's Denny Hamlin even said it. So that that's what I'm rolling with. Yeah, it uh, it doesn't fit into the spreadsheet quite perfectly, <laughs> but uh, if you can look outside of your spreadsheet, it does matter. And yeah, you made a good point too. And I listened to him back to back, so I don't remember which one it was on. If it was on, I think it was on Full Tank with Phil, but it might have been on. You're on the the betting preview show or. What is it? What is it called? The NASCAR betting the NASCAR betting preview, preview show, show. Yeah, on Twitter. Yep, Derek. yep. with yep. Derek and yeah. And so you guys were talking about the truck race. So I was listening to that one as well. But uh, you talked about guys recovering from a spin or a flat tire and like being able to get back up to the front. I thought that was a really good point. So if you if live betting is available for you and somebody's fast, I think it was Chase Briscoe was the example from last yep. year. Was up yep. front, looked good. Then he had the flat tire, went to the back, still found his way back up there. Obviously, we know second place and then tried the dive bomb at the in the last corner and it didn't go well but the fact that he was able to recover might be worth watching if there is somebody that looks good early has an issue or something that sets them back they should be able to come back up through the field and you might be able to get a real good price on them live so i thought that was a great point that you had brought up on that yeah thank you for reiterating that because that's exactly right if you're falling in love with these guys at the top of the field because to go to kind of combine everything that we're saying here right like the the granular details of like where they finish in their dirt career or whatever, like that stuff to me, that's out the door. It's checkbox. Are they, do they have dirt experience? Yes. Okay, great. I don't care where they finish in the chili bowl in 2023, uh, 2022, whatever. But yeah, so, you do Phil, you do, you secretly do. Well, yeah, but, <laughs> <laughs> but that's for my own reasons. Cause I, I do like the dirt stuff. You know what I mean? Right. I, you know, Casey Kane's my guy's got his dirt team. That's yes. a whole nother ball of wax. Yes. Um, so, the the live betting angle, you know, if you're looking at Kyle Larson, you're looking at Christopher Bell, you're looking at Tyler Reddick, and you're scared off by the numbers that are at the top of the board, 
that's fine, right? That goes to what we're saying is like, don't go all in. Don't go like hand. Don't put yourself in a position that, you know, you're going to be going into Martinsville um, and then Dega in a bad <laughs> spot, right? Play it calm. And, you know, this only applies to live betting and not every one of these listeners is probably going to have that ability. I'm For me in PA, it's very limited. Um, only Barstool offers it out of all the books, even though all of the books have a live option. For NASCAR, it's just barstool, and it's only until you know a little bit past halfway. But this is a track that, if you go back and you rewatch some of this stuff, good drivers, you, you put that checkbox there. Dirt guy, great practice, they look great. Okay, bam, bam, they have a problem early. I'm hitting that button because if those odds drop, we've seen the ability to drive through the field, and that's that's a, a big way to get in on some of these guys who right now are just you know, maybe uh, priced out. Cody, I feel like we don't talk uh, enough about live betting. Obviously, it's hard to do when you get a podcast on Tuesday and all the books, but like, <laughs> yeah. I, I know the it Discord does, channel's it, it all the It does come up in the Discord. Yeah. yeah, it does come up in the Discord a lot. So obviously, if you're over there, well, guys will talk about it. They'll, you know, here's what options I have right now or when's a good time to hit somebody or do I jump on this guy now? So we will discuss it in there a lot. It, it is, and like you said, Phil, it's, and everybody's options in every state are obviously so different everywhere because this country hasn't figured out to just make it legal everywhere, but that's all another conversation for another day. But it is, it is still kind of a limited option depending where you're at, depending who you are. So yeah, we probably don't talk about it enough, but while I was listening to you today and, and I heard you bring that up, I was thinking this, it is maybe even more better at this track to point out something like that, where somebody's going to be able to recover more so than they could at somewhere different. Hey, speaking of Discord, I know we've got a couple of folks over in our Discord channel that wanted to ask the panel, as it were, a couple of questions. Cody, do you have those in front of you? And if so, why don't you fire one of those off right now? Yes. Let me. He's got to scroll back through it. Look at it. Yeah. There's a lot of messages here. This is what we get, man. We told everybody that you're on. I said I said we're going to have Phil on. So to, to ask questions and Rye Cape said, oh shit, you can ask each other when you're going to quit betting on Blaney. <laughs> <laughs> Love Rye. Love Rye. And he's dead on. I heard that you were off of Blaney this, yep. you know, I'm done. I'm right done now. with Blaney until he, uh, <laughs> Rye is good. like, like, I, you know, I don't want to compare it to like something too dark here, but like when you have a problem, you know, and you've, you've got like, somebody that they just know that you've got that problem and you just like look at them like um doing that thing again like rise that guy on twitter like as soon as i drop my episode or whatever i i have my notes like right here right i, I wrote my notes down and everything and i'm writing blaney down and i know like i'm gonna get <laughs> as you're right you're just thinking about and he, he holds me accountable and there's nothing i can do about it like this week i, I didn't bet him outright um and so like last week i wasn't planning on betting him outright but you know, things came up and uh, this week I took him in a head to head. Actually, you guys called out the the head to head and took the other side of it at Denny Hamlin, uh, which I thought was interesting. That was one thing we we're on uh, different sides on. But it, it's funny that Rye, he, he's my guy, man. He's he's holding me accountable to this Blaney stuff. And, and I am ashamed tail between my legs. I, I can't stop it until, uh, you know, he has to go on another yearless or a year winless streak. 
uh, just to like snap me out of this because if he wins, god damn, I'm gonna be on <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, once, worse. Like, once he wins, gonna I'm gonna be, be on him again every week, so yeah, yeah, be ready for it. But at least for now, I've been able to talk myself away from him. No, no, but that's yeah. like that's like when that one person that you like, right? You, you, they ignore you, ignore you, ignore you, ignore you, and you're like, okay, I'm just I'm ready to move on, and then all of a sudden they, they smile at you, right? <laughs> or they text you back and they're like, hey, how are you doing? You're like, oh my god, uh, I love you again. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're back in it. So huh. exactly. I get it. I he, get it, Phil. He had another question. He said, uh, how about a hypo hypothetical question? And then he said the whole panel can answer. He'll hang up and listen. But his question <laughs> was, uh, you can bet one driver throughout the three series. You have to bet on him every week and only that driver. You can bet him any way you want. Who are you taking? Damn. Zane Smith. Look at you. Zane Zane Smith is he's a absolute monster i think he's a a man amongst boys this year in the truck series and if i could take him any which way every single week i would do that so oh, that's a answer. great answer you were quick with that too you didn't even think about it man uh, i mean i've he's, had this he's... question all day and i still haven't figured out an answer. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's just so strong i mean he, he really is and like bristol dirt i actually took uh Majeski over him in a head to head. It hurt, um, didn't it? It yeah, hurt. We're, we're it did hurt, but that one. <laughs> the, 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 the reason I'm bringing that up is because like I had reasons for it. But if I'm locked into this or whatever, I would just take Zane like outright. Right. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he's proven like it doesn't matter what they throw at him. Like he's he's the best in that garage. Yeah. So well, and you could bet him outright. You could bet him top five most exactly, weeks. Yeah. You're gonna have head to heads where you could bet him like He's always going to be in position where you could bet on him. So yeah, that's man, that's a really good answer, Rod. Rod, I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you go next. Well, I love his Zane Smith answer, anyways, too, because you know me, I, I love me some Zane Smith, and I, yeah. I didn't take him to win this week, but I guarantee you, I'm not going to hate it if he does, uh, for sure. All right, mine's Tyler Reddick. I, I don't know what it is about the 45 now. I just feel like he's such a damn good driver in that. You know, whatever just happened to him in the last, whatever, last week especially, like, that's not going to happen to him again. You know, I, he's just too good of a driver, and I feel like he's going to be, and again, if I don't have to vet, uh, to bet him as an outright every week, I'm fine with that. Like, I still think top 10's a very good bet. I still think head-to-heads are good bets. I just feel like he's too good of a driver. He's in too good of equipment right now. Like, Gibbs is still good equipment. I know that they're not dominating but i just feel like it's it's he's too good of a driver and if i'm gonna bet on one driver all year long i just feel like tyler reddick's the guy that i want to go and ride or die with i know everybody here thought i was gonna say kevin harvick oh that don't give away my answer rod but that's cody's <laughs> driver go ahead cody of course that's my driver kevin harvick we already bet on him every week anyway i know right, right? Like, dfs betting driver. whatever like just give me a top 10 every week for kevin harvick if i could only have one bet to place every week Top 10, Kevin Harvick, every week. I don't care where it is. I don't even care what the price is. Just load me up and let me go. It's going to hit more weeks than it's not. You're going to make money. Like, and you can find other ways to bet him. There's great outright chances at him and head-to-heads and all, all kinds of other things, top forwards. But just even the top 10s every week, like that is the go-to bet of all go-to bets. Cody's, Cody's bookie anymore just calls and says, how much do you want on Kevin Harvick top 10? It's not even, <laughs> are you going to it? It's the Cody special. It's just like right there at the top. How Kevin much this Harvick, week? it's the first the option. How much this week, Cody? How yeah. much this week? 
They've they've adjusted it too. It's like minus five hundred every week. I still lay it. I don't care. <laughs> Bookie's like, damn, Co- come on, Cody, you're killing me here, man. I can't even make any money off of you whatsoever. Because like yeah. I know, Could, couldn't go without saying Kevin Harvick. Of course, I mean we talk about him enough on here, and he's just he's Mister Consistent. So uh, yeah, and and he's a fun guy to root for. He will. Yeah, it's yeah. so my brother's favorite driver. I, so there you go. I buy uh, I buy koozies to start the season every year and uh i bought two this year and harvick since this is his like swan song or whatever right. he was my he was one of my koozies yeah. that i've been rocking it's a good pretty one. cool that's a nice nice way to do that it's a good one yeah uh, I like it. all right i think that was the uh extent of our discord questions correct yeah i think uh i guess i should have scrolled through it that's all right anymore right rye was the only one that i wanted think to that was that. uh yeah and then everybody shout got out right to... yeah betty yeah shout out to rye he does a lot of good stuff, so give him a follow on Twitter. Please he puts do. Out a lot yeah, of good stuff. absolutely. Yeah, he's got that. The show, I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head, but he does a show on, on race day mornings, uh, and yeah, does a great job with everything he does over there. Um, all right, so listen, I, I said, hey, let's go ahead and give out a bonus bet because we've got three, well, two uh, outstanding minds in NASCAR betting and Cody and Phil, and then I'm here too. So I figure... We've given out all of our picks on our shows, but there's one bet that we held back, I'm sure, that we didn't give out on our shows that we might as well give out to you today as a bonus pick uh, in this in this wild, wild world. And Phil, since you are our guest, I will give you the first chance to lay out your bonus bet of the week here on the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. Well... This is a a driver that I did not, I I gave it a look when I was doing some digging in the stats or whatever for my podcast, but really started thinking about him a lot more after our uh, Twitter show on Wednesday night, which is one of the reasons why I really enjoy doing that and and being on there is because like people are able to jump in and, you know, talk things out and ask questions um, after we go through kind of the standard flow and Brad Kozlowski came up in one of the uh, people that jumped in and um, started doing some quick like digging while we were on the show. And then afterwards, I you know was like, damn, I, I, I'm kind of digging that a little bit. I didn't know quite how to take Brad because I'm not taking him outright. Um, that's that seems silly. But there seems to be something there. I think the, the person that jumped in was like asking about a top 10. And I still think maybe a top 10 is you know, a little bit of a stretch, but looking at Brad's two races, he had uh, similar races. And I mentioned how one of my cornerstones this week is consistency. He had two races that were like almost identical. Um, He qualified towards like the back half of the top 20 um, in both races by mid race. He was not too much further, made a little bit of ground and then was able to survive you know, the attrition or whatever it was in each race and finish 11th in both races. Um, so just missing that top 10, but how can we do something about that? And I was digging around. I found one, I'm not huge on group bets. I feel like I, I take these group bets and I beat two of the guys, but there's just like one random dude that always, you know, takes me out. Um, so, you know, that's the, the caveat here, but on barstool, there's group D Brad Kozlowski is plus 325 in this group, and it's against Chris Buescher, who you can also take them head-to-head against. Um, and looking at their stats and you know their loop data and everything like that, they're pretty 
close together as you'd expect with teammates. Uh, Ross Chastain, who you guys documented, you're you're fading hard, um, yes. which I agree with. I think this this track does not fit his driving style with the aggression, and you know, you can spin out once or twice and, and get back, but I think he's not going to be able to hang as he's proven in two races. And then the last guy might trigger a little bit with somebody here. It's Martin Truex Jr. Junior. Martin Truex Jr. is the uh, favorite in the group at plus one ninety. But if you're looking back at both races, he's won this group both races like easily um busher was his biggest contender uh so this is something that you know i found the the info on brad and was like how can we make something on it he's proven that he can do it twice i'm not saying this is a lock i mean that's why he's the third favorite in the group chastain's actually plus 200 ahead of him so um I wish I could take Brad in like a head-to-head versus Chastain. That would be nice instead of Busher. But uh, plus three twenty-five to beat these these three guys again is something that I'm probably gonna hit on here. So uh, that's the the group bet that I found coming in tonight. I love you for that because you just validated my Brad Keselowski pick on the DFS show, uh, and you didn't even know it. So uh, that <laughs> was that was a lot of my argument on Brad K. I was like. People are going to sleep on him because he's not a sexy name. He's an old man like me. He's driving a six car. Like everybody's sort of written him off, but he'll sneak up on you if you're not paying attention. And that's that's Brad K in a nutshell. That's that's me in a nutshell too, by the way. <laughs> Rod's always sneaking up on you. No, I love that play actually. And yeah, I mean, all those guys in that group, Chris Busher, take it or leave it, fading Ross this week. Uh, there is a head-to-head to Ricky Stenhouse Jr., versus Ross Chastain. It's at minus 114 on Barstool. I love the Ricky Stenhouse side of that. I didn't give that out as a play, but just toss in that one in there as a bonus. I'm all for fading Martin Truex in any possible way, shape, or form, so I'm good with that um, as well. So yeah, I like this one a lot. My bonus bet is going to be William Byron, top 10, minus 125 over on Barstool. Again, I love William Byron this week. He's just been so good. He's been so solid. He's been fast. Um, maybe a chip on his shoulder now, right? He just dropped from fourth in the standings to 14th with this latest penalty. Uh, again, to speak to your futures uh, bet on him, you get paid out points for finishing in the top 10. You get paid out playoff points. Now he's outside of the top 10 for that. Um, obviously, he's got the wins and stuff to fall back on. But uh, yeah, he's he's been fast. It's the momentum thing. Again, you can't enter that into the spreadsheet, but it's there. It's been real. He's been good everywhere. So far, road courses, ovals, everything. Uh, expect him to be good here again. He finished sixth here in the 2021 race, so we know he can get it done. Uh, so, yeah, William Byron, top 10, minus 125. That's kind of my bonus bet for the week. That's a good bonus bet. I love it. Uh, obviously, you know, there's there's a lot of good stuff to be had there. I, I will say there is, a, um, there is one on Caesars that I just saw. I'm scrolling past it because I'm not there yet, but... It's a it's an odds boost where it's plus six fifty for either Denny Hamlin or William Byron to win this race. So you might want to look at that. Yeah, it's Denny Hamlin or William Byron to win the race at plus six fifty. I know Denny's like plus fifteen hundred to win, um, and William Byron is keep scrolling. Seven Rod, to one, I think seven to one. Yeah, actually, William Byron's twelve to one. But if you you know oh, cut yeah. him in half, yeah, give thirteen yourself, to one is what I gave him. Yeah, right. both of them. That might be an interesting one. That's not my bonus bet. My bonus bet, 
I'm along with Phil. I want a group bet in this one. And I, I scrolled and I saw this one. It knocked me off my socks. This is group C on Caesars. It consists of the following. Ty Gibbs at plus 290. Jonathan Davenport at plus 380. Ryan Priest at plus 380. Todd Gilliland at plus 420. Michael McDowell at plus 420. And Ty Dillon at plus 550. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and throw out the following. Uh, Ty Dillon and Todd Gilliland. Let's go ahead and get rid of those two right away. Uh, then it comes down to Michael McDonald over Ryan Priest, Jonathan Davenport, and Ty Gibbs. I have already made a case for uh, Michael McDowell to be a top 10 car this week because he finished 12th in 2021 and 9th in 2022. I know that Michael McDowell is not a sexy driver outside of super speedways and outside of crazy races that aren't necessarily the same cookie cutter mile and a half and or mile tracks. But again, out of all of those drivers, I know Ty Gibbs, we've, we have high hopes for Ty Gibbs this week as well. But uh, if you're going to put me in a group with Ty Dillon and Todd Gillen right away, I mean, this may be Phil's, this may be Phil's, he beats the other two, but he doesn't beat the other three. Uh, I'll go down with this ship, but plus 420 for a car I, I, I already think is going to be inside the top 10. I don't know that Ty Gibbs is going to get a top 10. Don't know that Jonathan Davenport's going to get a top 10. No, for sure, Todd Gillen's not going to get a top 10, and Ty Dillon may not even make this race. Why is Ty Dillon... I, Cody, Cody, don't <laughs> don't ask don't ask why gifts are given. Just it's like when it. you just have to include the last kid or something. It's like oh, we have to make sure Ty <laughs> Dillon's name is mentioned somewhere. Like we have to make sure yeah. Rod is included in this mix. All right, just now put watch, his name uh, in there somewhere. Watch Ty Dillon win this group. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, but I, but again, four twenty for a guy that I think is going to have a top ten finish. I don't need. I like I said, I don't think these other cars are going to get there. So uh, I don't know, Phil. I'm curious as to what you think about this. Yeah, so this was an interesting one. Ty Dillon's in this group, boys, because he finished 10th last year, um, but that was driving the 42 car. Um, so I think, you know, that's more about the 42 than th this shit box that he's in right now Has is he even not helping the anybody. In the 77 yeah, yet? it's it's uh, been brutal. Been um, but I totally agree with your standpoint of Michael McDowell. Um, Jonathan Davenport being the second favorite, like tied with Ryan Priest, like give me a head to head with Ryan Priest and, and Jonathan Davenport and I will yeah, take Ryan Priest. Um, ridiculous. I, I don't agree with that at all. So I think you can throw Davenport out, like you said, um, throw Dylan out, throw Gillen out. And then it's just between McDowell and um, well, Gibbs and Priest. Um, I actually made a little bit of a little bit of a case, excuse me, for Priest as a super long shot on a top 10, but this is a, a situation where you have, I have to check myself early in the week. I'm fine waiting on somebody like Ryan priest. And especially in a matchup like this, assuming that Caesars is going to put these same matchups back up. Um, and the odds will just be different. I'm fine waiting to see if Ryan priest has something because the 41 car sat on the pole last year, the, the team has some uh, book here. We saw what uh, priest did at the, you know, bull ring in uh, the clash, he had some speed. So I'm waiting to see, you know, when he kind of steps up a little bit and, you know, he could shock some people. So if he's fast in the practice sessions and such, uh, I wouldn't hate taking a shot on him in a group like this. Uh, but totally to go back to what you said, uh, Rod, Michael McDowell at that number plus 420. I'm very interested in that as well because consistency, he did it twice and, there's just some something about like Michael McDowell and the chaotic races, right? That's kind of what I was saying earlier in the week. Like 
super speedways you take them and this seems like it might have to be a play as well um and sometimes road courses like he something about him yeah, he doesn't didn't, get didn't he survive everything at coda and end up with a decent yeah, he, finish there too he's cause... a survivor he, yeah. he knows how to battle so um if this race could easily turn into a total shit show and so that's why and, guys like that are interesting yeah and there's that threat of rain potentially a lot of rain friday and saturday that could wipe out practice could even wipe out the heat races they might just be dropping the green flag with no laps on this track. And oh my if God. that happens, I mean, hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully they can get something in. But if it does come to that, oh, this could be an absolute just complete shit show. Throw all your bets out because it's yeah, going to be sure. insane if, if they don't get any track time prior to, to the race on Sunday night. Michael McDowell is when you're going 60 in on the freeway and watching everybody else like dart in and out of traffic and like try to get each other. And then, <laughs> and then eventually you're still going 60 and you pass them because they've managed to either wreck themselves and or get caught by the police <laughs> and or have to get off on the, on the exit. And they're already, you know, the exit's backed up four miles and you're just putting along at 60 and you're like, oh, hi. And you're just watching them. Is that by. truck you pass four different times on the interstate? And all you're every doing time is you take a pit stop, you, and then you get back on the road, and you oh, you already passed that truck a couple times. It's the tortoise and the hare. That's what right. it is. Yeah. Thank you very much. Well, not that we don't think that you're fast, McDowell, but you are smart. Let's put it that way. Yeah, there it is. Yes, um, there all right, got to step away for another break. We're gonna come back. I like I said, I promised you some fun. I already got these guys going. They, they, I think they love what's about to happen. So uh, we're going we're gonna to have some fun when we come back from the break. Maybe you guys can have some fun. You will because you'll be able to play along with us, especially in the Discord channel. But let's tell you about our driver giveaway. We're brought to you by the Golf Gambling Podcast and their tailor-made driver contest. It's completely free to enter, and you have a chance to win an awesome tailor-made driver. Who doesn't want one of those? Drawing's going to take place on Sunday, April 8th, so make sure you get in by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver. Those of you who have been watching our faces... Cody's beautiful face, my face, on YouTube. We appreciate the love. I, for one, can't understand how you're doing it, but if you're doing it, thank you. Continue to do so. Support the show by obviously commenting, by liking, by clicking the subscribe button, by ringing that bell to let you know when we're going to do things like go live or just put out a video in general. The YouTube is what the bosses, uh, it's the point of emphasis now for the bosses. So the more you continue to help that grow, the more you continue to help us grow, have wonderful guests like Phil on board. And uh, they, they see the only reason they come on is because they know that we're growing as a channel and you guys are helping us do that. So continue to do that. Continue to support us. We love you. I'm always awkward. Don't care. Subscribe. <laughs> That's why we had to bring a guy like Phil on was to uh, we need spruce up spruce up the beauty on the YouTube channel a little bit. <laughs> They're so tired oh, of seeing my four shirts blushing. and my plant. That's <laughs> hey, your plant is the star of the show. It is now. <laughs> if I ever get rid of that, it's gonna be the first thing. Where did the plant go? <laughs> Where's Rod's plant? <laughs> don't forget to water that thing, Rod. <laughs> uh, hey, listen, the wife takes care of that. I don't. Do all right, that's that. probably. Good. I just make sure that the blinds get open so the sun comes in. That's all. There there. <laughs> that's what my job is. Uh, all right, listen. So I 
we've talked about this so many, we joked about this so many times that we're just going to open up our own book because there's so many bets that we don't get to make on NASCAR that we would absolutely love to make. And if they were out there, we would make them, right? So today, because I knew we had a special guest coming on, I said, let's put my handicapping to the test and let's put their handicapping to the test. And I'm going to give them five different props. This is going to be our first NASCAR gambling podcast contest in which I'm giving five props out and I've actually handicapped them. I've given them odds. I've given Cody and Phil 10 units to spend on these five. They can do it. They can put however many they want on these, except for 10 on one, Cody. God bless it. Play. Uh, I was trying to lobby for that before the show because there's one I like more at than the other. At least have a half okay. a unit left for one of them at the end. That's all I'm saying. I'll, I'll do my best to spread them out. So at the end of this, obviously, we will we will see who wins. And, uh, I mean, they win. I don't know what they win. It's probably like uh, whose line is it anyways where you don't win anything. You just get to read the credits at the end of the show. Um, but for those of you in Discord who want to play along – Feel free to drop your bets in the Discord along with them uh, and and see if you can beat Cody and Phil. Maybe the winner of that one can win a little bit of NASCAR Gambling Podcast swag. So uh, we'll, we'll tighten those contest rules up as we go along. But for Cody and Phil, it's just bravado. Uh, for you, it could end up being a nice little coffee mug from which to sip your coffee in the morning. So... Yeah, we got to visit with the lawyers and uh, hammer out the contest details. We will hammer out the contest. <laughs> we don't have an awesome tailor-made driver. Um, I could have you meet a driver, but I don't know how that would work either. We'll see. Um, all right, Cody and Phil, are the rules clear enough uh, as to what we're doing here, right? You, I, I've, I've tried to make it easy enough to where I can understand, which means you by proxy can understand. I got it. I'm good. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm in. Um, my head's just, you know, trying to wrap my head around how I'm going to allocate the units, uh, the right way. But, um, I, I really appreciate the creativity here. This is really fun. Yeah. Well, yes, I like it too. I'm and I didn't like you sent them out earlier. I, I glanced over them, but I didn't want to dig into them too much. Cause I kind of want to feel it out here on the show as we go and make my unit allocations on the fly. Cody's a fan of spontaneity. If there's one thing you learn about I, I Cody, like Cody's that. like, I love flying by the seat of my pants. I, he's my maverick. I'm, I'm I, co- I come prepared most of the time. I've got a whole notebook full. Well, no, notes, but I'm but just saying you love. Yes, you I love, do yeah. like the uh, the spontaneity part yeah, of things. Yeah. Um. All right. Five props, and it begins with the most number of laps led by one driver. I have this set at ninety nine and a half. This number comes from the uh, the most laps led in the 2022 race, which was 99, and the 126 led in the 2021 race. Um, sort of just kind of came up with a number of that. 100 is the goal. So if, if a driver leads 100 laps in this, obviously you're good. I have the over at plus 110 and the under set at minus 115. Phil, again, you're the guest. I will give the first uh, option up to you. So you're going to read off the bet like that, and then you're going to toss it to us, and we're going to say, are we taking it? If so, this is what we're doing. Oh, or no, you have, something on every, you, you, have you have to, to take, take it. it, yeah. Okay, I'm throwing two units on the under here, and <laughs> this is the, the mindset that I have, minus 115. 
the to look back, Truex uh, led the the first race, 126 laps. Um, so obviously that was an over. But last year, great line here, Rod. Uh, last year the lap leader was a 99 laps led by Tyler Reddick. Uh, my mindset for taking the under of 99 and a half is, I think that there are more drivers out there that have gotten used. They've had more, you know, another race under their belt, more opportunity, more notes, more skill being able to, you know, perform. Um, the, the pit stop situation is what lends itself to these like long lap leaders. Uh, so I, I fully get that, but I think that we keep talking about all these dirt guys, Briscoe, Larson, Bell, Reddick, and then you got guys like, Suarez and uh, Logano and, and Truex leading laps as well. I think there's going to be, you know, too many cooks in the kitchen um, to hit uh, 99 and a half. So that's why I'm going to there. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, awesome I, YouTube video, by the way, too many cooks. Go watch it if you haven't already. But uh. <laughs> uh, I'm full in full agreement with you. And I actually had already written down two units before you said that. So <laughs> I'm just going to stick with it. We'll go. We'll go chalk the same on, on this one. I agree, though. I mean, the too many cooks in the kitchen is is the right thing for this. Also, uh, and this will kind of lead into how maybe I'm going to go on one of these other ones. I think we see a fair amount of caution flags, which is going to lead to restarts, which is going to lead to uh, you know guys being able to to share and switch the lead on these restarts and stuff. And like you said, there's just so many different guys that should be good here. I don't know that we're going to get the total domination uh, by just one guy. So. I'm also going to go on the under here at, at minus 115. I do think very appropriately priced. While the under should be the favorite, I don't think it's so obvious that it should be the under that you've got the slight plus money on the over. So props to the, the line maker on this one. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I've never handicapped anything like this before. Obviously, I've, I've done my, my research in handicapping, but I've never tried to assign prices before. You want to see... Like a, a real life meme of the guy with all of the numbers flashing in front of the beautiful mind. That was me. I was like, I don't know what to Rod's do. Rod's like burning down his computer earlier. It's literally <laughs> like, okay, or or the SpongeBob where in his brain everybody's like chucking uh, documents into the fire and they're like ah ah running around crazy. That was my that was my brain coming up with these lines. Um, but okay, so again, I I think you guys are both onto something. Uh, I know you're both at two units for that one. You have eight units remaining for the next one, which we come up to. This also pertains to uh, to some cautions here. Total number of caution laps. I have this set at 11 and a half. I'm not going to tell you exactly why I set this up. You guys will do this in your research. Uh, the total caution laps uh, at 11 and a half. I've got the over set at minus 105. The under set at plus 100 cody this time i'll toss it to you first which side of this you're taking and how many units you putting on it oh this is smash the over these guys are gonna bring out the caution flags uh i i just i don't even have the the stats on what it's been previously i don't care because i think that the way that we've just saw these guys race a couple weeks ago at coda it's not going to be any different here there's the topic has been lack of respect i think we're going to continue to see that you can make the excuse that it's a dirt track, and that's just what happens here. Guys are going to be beaten and banging. It might not be bad crashes. It might just be some guys getting spun out. It's going to cause cautions. They're going to go over this caution total. So, yeah, for me, over 11.5, I am going to go with 
four units on the over on this one. Holy mackerel. All right. <laughs> so, and, and just for clarification, Rod, it, we're, we're talking about the number of like yellow flags that come out, right? Correct. Not the number, not laps. Yeah. Oh, wait. Like, no. No. <laughs> you said, la- or you put laps in here. Now I'm changing. No, that's thing. the next one. Oh, oh, shoot. No. Okay. Oh, yeah. Geez. Sorry. Number of total <laughs> cautions. Holy cow. See, this well, that, is why. Yeah, that's why I was, I was thought that was so low. That's why I'm like, God, I'm, just I'm sorry. SpongeBob, SpongeBob was literally f- throwing all that in the fire. <laughs> Uh, total number of cautions. Well, that changes everything. Cautions. All right. How many units are you putting on this then? Uh, well, I don't even know which way I want to go now. Let me right. have cautions is a lot. Phil, Phil do, you, yeah. do you know what you want on the cautions? You take your side. Yeah. I mean, everything that you just said, Cody, I still think applies. Um, right. I don't know if it's a four unit play, but I, I'm taking the over uh, as well. We had 14 cautions in last year's race and 10 cautions the race before, but um, they kind of... If you remember that single file restart situation, uh, they that is going to mean less cautions. Like once they switch to that, you know, they're not beating and banging on these restarts. So um, it was kind of a, a product of that, I think, to only have 10 cautions. Um, and the lack of respect and all that we've been hearing so far this year is going to play a factor in, I think, all of these bets. Um, so I think... These guys aren't going to be able to help themselves. They can talk and preach about how they need to be more respectful. And this is a track where none of that is going to apply. So uh, give me the over of 11 and a half cautions all day. I'm I'm going to take it another two units um, in this one. Cody, would you like to rethink? Because I can't type properly. I can handicap fine. <laughs> well, I, I just, just can't I type why right. I was only 11. I'm like, God, was there no cautions in this race last year? I didn't remember that. But uh yeah, I oof, I don't like it as much. Definitely not doing the four unit play. Uh, I, I man, it's I don't I want to be different, but I don't want to go at the under because I don't believe in it. So I'm going to take the over as well. I'm just going to go with one unit on this one. I have another one with my eyes on uh, a big unit play coming up here. Okay, beautiful. All right, so then that means Cody, you have seven units left, and Phil, you have eight units left. We move on to the next because. Let's talk in cautions. How about the lap number of the first caution? I have it set at 27 and a half. I've got the over at minus 115, the under at minus 105. Phil, I'll, I'll turn the clock over to you. Uh, lap number of the first caution. Is it is it going to be lap 28 or before lap 27? I'm going under on this one. And it goes back to the same umbrella that I was just saying, like the, I don't think they're going to be able to help themselves. I also think we need to take into consideration the scenario that um, you guys laid out earlier. Like if we don't have practice and qualifying and and this is the first time that they're actually wheeling these trucks around. Uh, So I'm kind of playing a little bit of defense here because I want to see practice in the heat races. But if we don't get that, I think it's like a guarantee we're going to see a caution. Um, we could see a car spin on the very first lap. Um, so, and, and if they do, and if I'm wrong on this, then we're off to a good start and it's going to be, you know, a good start to the race. Um, so I'm kind of uh, betting for my happiness here on this one. So uh, we'll, we'll go with the, the under on this. How many units do you want to put on that one? I'm going to go with one on that one. All right. This is the one that I wanted to put all 10 units on. I'm going with the under as well. I'll make this my four unit play. So uh, I feel very confident that this is going to be a messy race very early. (laughs) 
<laughs> you're you're making it more so bet my happiness because if this one doesn't hit, it, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll gives be happy. Me a little bit of leg up here, okay, okay. This is how I bet on the Husker football go. team. <laughs> I bet against them, and then if they don't cover, I'm happy because they played good. They cover, I get paid. So, uh, you know, <laughs> or whatever, other way around. But yeah, Cody's only <laughs> the got, emotional hedge. <laughs> Cody's only got three units left. Uh, Phil, you have uh, five units left. We'll move on to the next one, and that is the total number of cars to not finish. I've got total number of DNF cars. I've got this number set at six and a half. I've got the over at minus one twenty, the under at plus two fifty. I'm awarding you if uh, if less than six cars actually finish this race. Cody, I know you. Uh, I know you haven't taken too much of a dive into this. But uh, I'm going to turn it over to you because I gave it to Phil last time. Do you think, and this is, look, this is nothing more than me going into the classified finishers portion of the <laughs> F1 betting, right? I swear to God, I'm like, we need one of these. We need a DNF uh, uh, bet at least once every once in a while, but especially on this track. So, uh, like I said, yeah, six and a half. How we get this in F1, right? Total classified finishers. We need that for uh, for NASCAR. We do. So, all right, Cody, what do you think? Okay, despite the chaos that we have here, under 6.5 at plus 250 is too juicy to pass up on. I'm going to toss one unit on there. I think we had seven DNFs last year and eight the previous year, so it did go over both times. But even though I think there's going to be a number of cautions, I think it might just be for for just generic spin outs and stuff. I think that now, depending on the rain, the mud could become an issue, but I think they've learned over the last two years about the mud and how to keep that from damaging things as much and everything. So I will go with the under because it's juiced up here. Uh, despite the fact that I do think it is going to be chaotic at points. This is why I love me some Cody. Like the whole data, the whole data set can say bet the under and Cody's like, let it ride, baby. Plus 250. Give That's me right. all of that. So <laughs> Phil, what are you thinking here? You have got, uh, what did I say? Two, four. I got five. You got left. five left. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm throwing three units on the over here. Um, you know, Cody laid it out there. The amount of times this hit both races. Um, and, you know, this is me cheering for chaos, I guess, um, because we documented that if uh, these guys spin out, get a flat tire, you know, they're able to, to get back into it. So you can't be cheering if you're me and you're taking this bet through the, the Rod Sportsbook. Um, you can't be cheering every time a car spins around, <laughs> but goes back with the umbrella that I'm talking about here. No respect. They're going to be absolutely savage out there. And uh, if that is the way that the race goes down, there's no way that um, seven cars, you know, don't survive this, uh, this mess. So um, that's why I'm taking the over. I mean, it, you know, it's the favorite for a reason, you know, Cody's taking the, the plus money. I get it. And I definitely thought about doing that as well. Um, so there's a little bit of like just trying to be different here, but I'm going to go three units um, just because of the, the numbers. I love it. I love it. This is why I love this. This is so much fun. Like I'm <laughs> This having, is a fun game. I'm this might have to fun. become a permanent game for, for when we have guests. I, no I agree. I agree. Um, all right. So now we're down to our last one. Phil, you now have two units left. 
Cody, uh, you have negative five. No, I'm just kidding. What do you got? You got four, <laughs> five, six, seven. You have three. I used my credit. You used <laughs> all of your credit. Well. <laughs> uh, we're calling you in, actually. Uh, I'm calling I'm calling the big knuckle guy in to come and, and collect yours already. Wait, wait, don't know. No, no. no. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, that's what you guys have left to bet on this last one. And that is team with the most top five cars. Follow me on this one. I have got Hendrick. Now, the, of course, this is, you know, with whoever has the most top five cars, whichever team has it, is going to win this. I have Hendrick at plus 175. I've got Penske at plus 225. I've got Joe Gibbs Racing at plus 275. I've got Stuart Haas Racing at plus 315. I've got Trackhouse at plus 350. And then I've got any other team at plus 450. Cody, you got a question there, buddy? How is this scored if there's multiple teams that have the same amount of cars in the top five? Uh, I feel I'd like, like to, I'd like to read the fine print on this. Uh, might be difficult to uh, achieve that, but uh, okay. Well, I mean, you could end up with two Hendrick cars and two Penske, Penske cars, cars or one Hendrick it car and be, one Penske car. It should be no bet because um, like, it should be, you know, there money you back or whatever. Because yeah. uh, the the one race it was five different teams exactly so, yeah. um you okay. can't we, we shouldn't give out you know payouts for all five Agreed. of those teams yeah. agree and you yeah. guys have like like a half a unit left so we're not oh, we squabbling two over units this. left i got two <laughs> units i'm looking at yeah, two teams here, <laughs> <laughs> well yeah and you can you can put one one oh, unit on each oh, team jeez i might have saved more units then right i'm a- just saying <laughs> hey i'm not telling you how to manage your units have you oh, not I- learned anything cody in all these years of being my co-host i don't tell you how to you manage told units. me i could only have 10 rod that's managing my units <laughs> wow i told you you could have as many i told you the limit i didn't tell you how to play them <laughs> What do I got to bet this for you? Come right. on. Who, who's going first? Phil, let, let's let you go first, buddy. What do you, what do you got for this? Whew. Um, all right. So I, I'm going back and forth in my head. I'm not sure if I should split up my units and, and go with like two different horses here in this bet, if that's allowed. Yeah, it's allowed, um, man. Listen, I, like I said, I'm not unit manager. You tell me. Okay. Uh, so the first group that I'm going to go with is JGR at plus 275. I'm going to throw one unit on them um, because – I really expect a lot out of Christopher Bell this year. Um, the first race he came, it was all about him versus Larson. They take each other out. That kind of sucked. Last year, you know, I think we we deserve a little bit more uh, to see more from him. So I think he's coming into this race um, needing to prove some stuff because he's one of those like dirt guys. Truex led a million laps in the first race, didn't get anything, but it, you know, you made the case for him, Rod. There's a chance. Um, and Hamlet, I mean, you guys both kind of talked about him on your pod earlier in the week and he's hot and cold. I haven't been like all in on him. I'm really waiting to see if we get practice and qualifying for, for him, what kind of car he has. Um, but he could easily, I mean, he did it in race one, finished third. Um, so doesn't get dirt in his engine or whatever it was last year. Like we didn't, you know, see what he could do. Those guys could have, uh, you know, three, Two, let's just call it what it is. Two drivers in the top uh, 10, or excuse me, top five wins this for you. Um, so uh, Hamlin and and Bell wins that race uh, or wins this bet. So do you want to flip it to Cody next or do you want me to just go no, off? Go the, ahead. The give me one? your second. Yeah, give me your other unit. I'm going other uh, at plus 450 for like the super long shot. And I'm going RCR. Uh, Kyle Bush, you know, very strong. I, I think, you know, major contender for a top five anyway and then austin dylan um 
I have him going up against Bubba Wallace in a head-to-head, and I just like love that matchup because Bubba Wallace is trash, and Austin Dillon looks like trash. But if you look at his race last year, he was number one in green flag speed. He was uh, phenomenal in driver rating. It was like 89 or something like that. He had a really good race last year, and you know it just didn't go his way at the end. So if he was able to put things together, um, we could see RCR. You know, and you look at what Reddick did last year in that eight car. Um, that team, you know, has a little bit of uh, notes, I guess you could say, uh, to to hand over. So RCR as a flyer here, you know, is other plus four fifty. We'll see what happens. Love it. I I like that one a lot because I as I was looking at the other and I'm thinking, okay, what other teams? RCR the first one that came to mind for that exact reason. So love it. You almost talked me into taking Gibbs because I liked your argument. I hadn't so much considered them originally, but I very solid case you laid out. Mine are gonna be, however, different. One unit on Stuart Haas at plus 315. Big on Chase Briscoe. I know you are as well, Phil. Kevin Harvick, you can never count him out. Ryan Priest, we'll see. I, I think there's potential that he could do something. And Eric Almarola, he just pops his head up every once in a while. You never know. Maybe things get crazy. Maybe they can do it. But I do expect Briscoe to be up there. I think Harvick could pop his head in there. And I think that you could give Priest a chance as well. Uh, and then with my other one, I'm going to go one unit on Hendrick. It's the chalk. It's plus 175, but I'm trying to win this contest. So uh, I, I got to take it because it's just, I mean, they're Hendrick, right? Look at this season. If you need to go any further explanation. Yeah. But I mean, Kyle Larson, obviously king of dirt. He's done. He didn't do great here. The first year he got caught up in the wreck, but he was fine here last season. Uh, and then the way Byron's been racing, uh, Josh Berry, he just, you know, <laughs> Again, like McDowell, we talked about earlier, he can just find his way to the end somehow. I'm sure he'll spin out. If there was an over-under on Barry's spin-outs, I would take that because he spins out every race, but he recovers well. So one unit on Stuart Haas, one unit on Hendrick. That's going to wrap that up. Beautiful. All right, now I had allotted for a tiebreaker. I don't think we're going to need it. We obviously don't have enough. I, I, I don't think that we're going to have a tie at all. Are you sure you don't want to put it in there just in case? All right, fine. If you guys are prepared for this, the tiebreaker that I, I put. But. Well, the tiebreaker that I had was the total. Uh, matter of fact, fine. I'll do that because I'm going to put this out to the Discord as well. Right. So we'll, we'll make this. The total of the top two cars added together. So whoever you think is going to finish first and second, the total of the two car numbers you cannot go over. It's the closest without going over. So um, the tiebreaker for that, it, that's going to be the car or, or the, the tiebreaker. So Cody, uh, well, actually, yeah, Cody, we'll, we'll turn to you. What do you think? I am going to go with 13. 13 as the car. Playing it safe. Playing it safe. You know, price is right. It's like taking one dollar. Five plus eight, thirteen, right? That's uh, seems like a realistic. Oh, five plus eight. Bus, okay, okay. Top finishers. I don't know. <laughs> Phil, what do and, you think? And yeah, going safe with the lower number too. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm gonna go with nineteen. Uh, I'm going Briscoe and and Larson. Sort of disappointed you didn't go with fourteen. Hey, Cody, <laughs> that's Cody. probably what I would have done if I if you went first, just to throw it out there. But <laughs> Cody, that could be. LaJoy. I've been a prices right fan my entire life, $1. and I can't believe I didn't do that. One, uh, but look, Cody, yours could be Lajoy and uh, Bush. I mean, that that could be. Oh, let's do it. I'm just let's saying that it. would be that would be fantastic. All right, I've got nineteen for Phil, thirteen for Cody. Uh, 
Boys, did we have some fun? Was that fun? That was a blast. Absolutely. All that right. was fun. And you too can get in on the action. Join the Discord. Uh, get in sg.pn slash Discord. I will have this uh, little sheet that I've got that I've got put it up uh, for these guys. I'll, I'll screenshot it. I'll put it in the Discord. Uh, you guys can can chime in with your bets. Uh, we'll we'll track the scores. Uh, we won't, you know, it, it may not be quick because I'm not good at math. You guys know this already. Uh, we'll figure this out and uh, and we'll make it work for you. We'll talk to our bosses. We'll talk to the lawyers. We'll see what we can do as far as getting you a prize. Uh, obviously, on on Monday we'll announce the winners or Tuesday. I'll I'll decide. Uh, I'll decide. They'll decide on the track. I'll tell you who won between Cody and Phil. Um, we'll just have some more fun with that as things go on. But I, I think you're right, guys. Oh, Phil, yeah? I, I just wanted to say, like, one of the reasons why this is really cool is because a lot of us have, you know, said over the years, like, we need different options to bet on. And, like, seeing this type of stuff, like, out there, you never know rod like what this could trigger right we could start to see these types of bets i was doing a thing on the pod last month for for oh, called it yes. karch madness yeah where it was yeah. head to heads and you're setting spreads mm-hmm. right yes the, the hope is that like people like that and you know you start talking about it a little bit more people see these caution bets and like we're thinking like you know perfect world situation here but like this is really cool like the the creativeness you would hope would come to fruition in some way, shape, or form with these sports books if they wanted to get creative themselves. So um, I really appreciate you putting this together. This was really a great time. Hey, and, and this, Rod, I mean, this this is going to be on Easter evening, right? We might need to turn this into like an Easter party prop sheet so you can bring it out with your family Ooh. and everybody fills it out. Ooh. Oh, yeah. You got, the, you got the gears turning over here. We might have to see if we can get a spreadsheet, a printable spreadsheet built up real quick and uh what do you mean we can see there for your, of course well, we can see i mean of course we will we can do, do it, it. okay yeah, we're gonna right. do it that you are <laughs> just consulted with the lawyers and it's a go it's a go it's a i don't care i don't care what the lawyers say i will bring a denny hamlin style case into this bad boy there but, are no lawyers so that's the good part <laughs> exactly now listen and, and phil to be honest with you the karch madness thing was was a lot of the, i was gonna put a spread Finally, in there as Cody well where gets a win uh, yes. right <laughs> like that was beautiful stuff i thought and when i was listening to your karch madness i was like this is exactly what we need to do we need to push this envelope forward that was a genius idea i love it i man i yeah that's that's great i hope you do it again next year and maybe it's it's an even bigger thing like it's that that was great yeah yeah the the tough part was trying to make it not too complicated um i was a little nervous like no one would want to like jump in and actually like play in the pool i have to kind of be like how creative how i uh, phrase that for obvious reasons but right um you know it was really cool and, and definitely going to do it next year because I want to keep like ringing that bell for stuff like this, right? These caution bets, the, the DNF bet that you have in here, the top five bet, like this is stuff that, you know, if, if books are out there listening, which sometimes they are throughout the season, like, man, how awesome would that be? So, um, yeah, it's it just, you know, gives me hope and, uh, Really uh, happy to be a part of this one with you guys, the inaugural uh, event. Yeah, yeah, this is it, man. You were the first, my friend. Uh, and and I will tell you, too, you are a part of the longest episode of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. <laughs> yep. uh, what did I say earlier? I, I just ran yeah. like a lunatic. I'm sorry, fellas. No, listen, I'm telling we you right it. now, I am a big fan. Um, I, I Like I said, I love this show, and I'm, I'm glad other people do, too. And 
the fact that we get to now kind of spend this this hour and a half chopping it up with you, I really do hope the listeners enjoy it. And, and listen, I, I'm a podcast listener too, and I know that if it's an episode like this, I'll split it up into two. You know, I, I don't even mind. Like, I'll split it up into a morning or an afternoon or even a, a couple of days. Like, if I'm a dedicated listener, I'm going to listen no matter what. So uh, it just means I have to take a couple of days more to enjoy it, and that's fine by me. <laughs> that's right. So you the, sometimes you got to use the old like you know speed and a half button. You know what I mean? To, it's there to get it through. <laughs> they yeah, did it. They did it reason. on purpose. They did it on purpose. So uh, <laughs> although I already talked fast enough, so if you listen to me at two speed, <laughs> Godspeed to you, my friends. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, listen, we have come to the end of this ride, and uh, I, for one, am sad that it's over. But uh, I know that we've got to turn everybody loose to their own lives, and of course, to go place these bets, um, and of course, to go participate in this contest as well uh we'll let you know we'll let you know if this comes into anything or if you want to just do it for fun i know our discord uh uh folks are you know yeah. blast to have well, we'll we for sure have merch we can give out for uh, yeah for the top top couple i think either. cody and i can can you know at least split for a coffee mug or some t-shirt or something so we'll we'll figure this out for you but um all right so listen as we wrap things up phil Please let everybody out there know who doesn't already know, which let's face it, in our audience, there's not that many people that don't know, but uh, <laughs> where they can find you and, and all of your fantastic work throughout the week. You're too flattering. Um, that, that, that can't possibly be true, but uh, at full tank Phil on Instagram and Twitter, send me a message. I love chopping it up. It's the whole reason why I started doing this in the first place. Cause I, my friends aren't into this kind of stuff and I'm making new friends um, through it. So it's been great. And uh, full tank with Phil's name of the podcast, NASCAR betting preview show with the trucks, which I got to give you guys a shout, like love listening to your trucks. I'm so glad that, you know, you guys are doing that as well. It's, it's so great to like do that and then listen to your guys stuff um, after that. Cause there's not too many people talking trucks out there. So, uh, but you can, you know, give me a, a look on there with Derek Yoder and um, fellas, Really appreciate you uh, sending the invite. Um, really happy that the Phillies got postponed today, so I could do this and uh, <laughs> makes a uh, you know big uh, up to my week. So uh, thanks for having me on. Absolutely, yeah, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's yeah, we love listening to you. Love uh, conversing with you. It's great to have you on. Indeed, appreciate it, Cody. Your turn, buddy. Where can they find you? Yep, follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Z. Like Rod said, get in the Discord. We'll have this over there. Uh, that's sg.pn slash Discord. Easy way to jump in and join the conversation. Please do. We love you guys so much. This is why we do this. It's it's so much fun to talk NASCAR. If nothing else, this is just fun. Like I, I, I there's never a day where I sit down and go, oh, I gotta talk NASCAR with Cody. Oh, I gotta sit down with Phil. Nah, man, this is fun. <laughs> I love talking to you guys. I love talking to everybody. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. I'll still talk to you there as well. Uh, of course, get in the Discord. We're gone for the week. We'll be back hopefully live on Sunday. I'll try to make it work. It's Easter. Maybe not, but we'll definitely be back for a recap episode and then some. I'll let you know how Cody did against Phil, how Phil did against Cody. We'll talk about how you guys did in the Discord against both of them. And I'll just sit back and laugh because I was the handicapper. <laughs> Enjoy Bristol dirt, baby. Enjoy Easter. We'll see you then. And until next time, let's go racing and let it ride.